Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Money and me on your money. Only on Money FM 89.3. This is Money and Me. I'm Michelle Martin. We're smack in the middle of the calendar for the reporting of the first half of the year's earnings for REITs. Three trusts, ESR REIT, Sabana Sharia, Sharia Compliant Industrial REIT and Soil Bill Business Space have already unveiled their earnings. But a total of 24 REITs have confirmed that they will be unveiling their results for the first half of the year between, well, today... And the 3rd of August. But first, I want to check in with Kenny Lowe, REIT Specialist and Independent Financial Advisor, for an overview of how S-REITs have been doing. Good morning, Kenny. How are you? Hey, good morning, Michelle. I'm good. Thank you. Wonderful to speak with you as always. So we know the iEdge S-REIT Index measures the performance of SGX-listed REITs. They comprise 33 constituents. Take the pulse of the REIT Index and tell us how it's doing, Kenny. Right. For the past month, actually, the REIT Index is going nowhere. It's currently trading in a consolidation mode. We call it as a symmetrical triangle chart pattern. Uh, basically sandwiched between the 200-day moving average and also 15-day moving average. That's, that's why it's, it's basically it's, it's pretty boring uh, month for the asterisk itself. Hmm. The, the winners, basically, they are coming from the industrial sector for the past month, uh, led by the four big uh, kings, heavily king, Kappa DC Rate, uh, Maple Tree Industrial Trust, Maple Tree Logistic Trust, and also the Ascender Street. Right? Uh-huh. The, the, actually, the, the loser for the past month uh, basically, no surprise due huh. to the second wave of COVID-19 uh, wave coming back. Hospitality uh, sector and also retail sector took a beating for the last month. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And by the way, we are expecting some of those uh, heavenly kings, so to speak, <laughs> earnings to be out. Keppel Reit, uh, half, first half of the year earnings expected out today. So are the earnings for Maple Tree Logistics Trust today. Uh, tomorrow we look to Keppel DC Reit's earnings, Maple Tree Industrial Trust earnings. Tomorrow the day after, 22nd July, Capital Mall Trust releases its first half of the year earnings. Uh, first Reit as well. I could go on and on. But first I want to focus on ESR REIT and Sabana REIT. So as you mentioned, we're seeing you know, a period of consolidation. ESR REIT and Sabana REIT propose merger. This is the second time that they're going for you know, a merger, maybe second time lucky. Um, it's a $397 million deal. So many questions here. First up, what does this mean for Sabana? What does this mean for ESR REIT? Okay. If you're looking at a bigger picture, actually, the merger makes sense. It really benefits to both uh, shareholders over the long term. But I want to emphasize it's over the long term. If you look at the past uh, few years, Savannah performance, basically, Savannah is not really growing. uh, And also, at the same time, they are facing a lot of challenges to turn around due to the Saria compliance status. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit of uh, on, on education, on yeah. the Saria compliance. Yeah. Right? Basically, there are a lot of restrictions when it comes to the activity. Uh, in order to uh, maintain a Saria compliance, uh, they, are, they are not able to rent it out to, to the tenants which uh, participate in the traditional financing. Mm-hmm. Because those are, for example, those non-Islamic banking, finance, and insurance. Mm-hmm. At the same time, they also cannot rent it up to the tenant uh, who has a lot of activity in pork-related the kind of product, non-halal food processing, packaging, and, and so on and so forth. 
And the third one, they are not able to uh, rent out to the tenant, which has an uh, activity in casino, gambling, pornography, and those things. And the fourth one, no tobacco, no weapon, and no defense manufacturing. If you look at all these kind of activity, basically this kind of sector are the money-making sector. They, they basically can, can make a lot of money from their operation, from their activities. But because of a Starbucks uh, compliance, they are not able to access to those client base. Mm-hmm. That's from an activity perspective. That will limit uh, the source of pool of the tenants that can go after. On another hand, from a finance perspective, they cannot exceed certain debt limit because in, in Syria, in the uh, Islamic world, basically uh, it's not encouraged to, to go for a more debt. Mm-hmm. At the same time, uh, they are also not allowed all those interest-bearing items. For example, riba. Riba is haram in the Islamic world. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of restrictions. If you look at the past performance in terms of the uh, occupancy rate and also the DPO trend, it's in a declining. I, I don't think that actually the Sabana moving forward, if they continue this way, they can turn on a whole, whole ship, the mm. situation. That is a limitation uh, of a Sabana for the time being. Mm. Right? It's, it's a lot to share. Okay, as for ESR, as for ESR, right? Uh, for, for the benefit of ESR uh, shareholder, uh, acquiring uh, Sabana basically also uh, helped them uh, to grow into the total portfolio. At the same time, uh, they also higher po- uh, possibility to be included in the index globally, whereby the shareholder and also uh, ESR, they can access to a more diversified uh, investment base globally. At the same time, the trading liquidity will, will increase. And probably there'll be a re-rating of the, the REIT itself. Because oh. at the present moment, if you look at the price to both ratio mm. uh, between the ESI and also those four heavily king, mm. the price to both, the, the, the difference, the, the spread is pretty big. Right. When there's a re-rating, that means there's an offer, the upside potential for ESI. That's why if you look at all both sides uh, uh, and also can create all the kind of synergy, the bigger picture, basically mm. this merger, I think is a good marriage over the long term. For ESR, um, it's going to take on debt, right? It's going to diversify its portfolio. It's going to increase its scale. Do you think it's reducing its risk or increasing its risk? It's reducing the risk because if you look at the total uh, tenant they're acquiring, uh, the, the tenant base will be much more diversified in nature. At the same time, they have a, a bigger purchasing power or negotiation power to really uh, negotiate a uh, lower cost of debt uh, moving forward. That will also increase the DPO, especially during this dire environment because it's expected uh, the DPO to, to be dropped. Uh, at the same time, also uh, uh, merging with those, these two entities, basically they also can uh, achieve the operation efficiency and also create the uh, operation synergy because mm. you can combine the marketing activity, leasing activity and also property management activity. It's cost-cutting measure. Okay, right. so yeah. definitely investor, you're not going to see the immediate impact now. Yeah. Uh, probably this kind of result, this kind of uh, efficiency will only come one year later after the, the whole uh, merger completed. I see. So this new entity um, will become the fourth largest industrial SREIT by market share based on gross floor area, according to the managers. And if it becomes effective, this merger, each Sabana unit holder is going to receive 94 new ESR reconsideration units for every 100 Sabana units. Sabana unit holders will get an implied scheme consideration of 37.7 cents per Sabana unit. What does this merger mean for the shareholder, Kenny? 
For the shareholder, if you're looking for the immediate uh, return, you don't see a surge in their share price after the earnings, uh, after the announcement. You don't see any any impact. But for the ESR shareholder, I would say that actually they are get, getting a good uh, discount on the Sabana uh, share price. Because at the present moment, Sabana is trading the price to book of 0.76 around there, mm-hmm. which is pretty undervalued in, 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 uh, based, based on the valuation. But the uh, for ESR, it's trading about 0.9 something, right? There's a huge discount there uh, to acquire something at cheap. So uh, I think that the ESR shareholder basically uh, is, is a good pick. Uh, but DPO-wise, I, I, I think that the investor should not expect a very fantastic DPO uh, increase for, uh, for the near term mm-hmm. uh, in this, uh, during a COVID, COVID-19. That's why holding for this investment has to be long-term, must have a long-term view. Mm, that makes a lot of sense. Kenny Lowe is my specialist today. He's a REIT expert and also an independent financial advisor. We're taking the temperature of uh, REITs here in Singapore. We've been discussing the proposed merger of ESR REIT and Sabana REIT. And f- for the listener, the two trusts announced a proposed merger by way of a trust scheme of arrangement. And this will involve ESR REIT acquiring all Sabana REIT units in exchange for new units in ESR REIT. Uh, Kenny, how do you think REITs in the logistics and industrial sector are faring on the back of the reopening of office spaces and industry? So we're in phase two. And if we take a look at how uh, industrial REITs are doing, if we get a bit more granular, I know you gave us an overview a while ago, but how are they doing? Uh, overall, basically, there are two uh, different uh, performance for the industrial sector. One of them is belongs to the four heavily king. Right, <laughs> which is uh, overstretched, and also really, if you look at the chart itself, there has been already uh, trading at a historical high or trading at a historical, uh, so or breaking the previous high. Uh, in, in my view, it's, it's pretty expensive uh, at the moment. Mm. I think that moving forward depends on the earnings result. If the earnings result that beat expectation, we may have a chance to go higher. But uh, if the earnings result come in bad, I think that uh, it, it, it may uh, go through the correction for those uh, big, uh, four big heavily king. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, actually, the opportunity is in the mid-cap. If you look at the, the, the yield spread and also the, the spread in terms of the price to work, book value, uh, those mid-cap industrial uh, read, uh, for example, ESR, uh, Fraser, Logistics and Commercial, Homewell, EC World, they are pretty attractive. And at the same time, their uh, balance sheet is not as bad as what we think. Mm. I think the moving forward, that will probably uh, name may be rotation into this uh, this called mid cap rate. It makes sense because you sell those expensive rate and also move to those undervalued rate. It's a portfolio rebalancing, right? Mm. And on the other hand, if you look at the office now, the office sector is start to opening up. Then uh, I think the sentiment and also the, the investment appetite probably will come back to rotate in the office because office uh, space, the valuation, they are also very, quite attractive. And also, actually, uh, office the sector also enjoy a quite healthy occupancy. Uh, if you look, if you do a comparison, most of them have an occupancy rate of more than 90%. Mm-hmm. And also, the, the wheel is pretty long. It's not immediately uh, everybody just need to work from home. They have to terminate the list. It's not in that kind of situation. Mm. They still have to fulfill the, the list obligation. Right. That makes a lot of sense. If, if we look sect by sector, there's retail, there's hospitality, there's healthcare, there's commercial, there's industrial. You're look, if you look ahead uh, for the rest of 2020, which of these sectors do you think 
have the potential to grow exponentially with gradual opening up? I think at the end of the day, uh, we still need to look at the valuation because bottom line, mm. uh, when we invest in property, we always want to buy good property at a discount price. Yes. That is a basic fundamental. I wish so, I talked to you before I bought my second house. Yes. <laughs> so, so the opportunity is we, we want to do the screening by looking at all those rates which have a, a very strong portfolio premium, those, those are property at a premium location, at the same time selling at a huge discount. At the present moment, the, the, the way I look at it, uh, uh, hospitality sector at the present moment is still the most attractive. Mm. But the key thing is, if the COVID-19 uh, second phase continue to, to be rampant, then uh, they continue to be shut down on the airport, grounded airplane, and also shutting down all the hotel facilities. The, the key question is whether this hospitality grid can survive for right. another six more months. Mm. Right? The survivor is the king. If they are able to survive, the valuation peak is in the hospitality sector. High risk, high gain. That's yes. why if you want to exponential, okay, hospitality is the one, but need to make sure everybody has to behave. Please stop the spread. <laughs> then yes. we have opportunity there. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, what about, how, what are your views on healthcare? Or the healthcare sector? Healthcare, yeah, there are only two healthcare sectors in Singapore. One is the Parkway Life. Mm-hmm. The other one is First Street. Uh, Parkway Life is still uh, performing quite well. Uh, first Street, although they have some cut in dividend uh, in the last earning uh, release, uh, but but first rate has another another set of issues. It, it's caused by the sponsor that released some news due to some master list issue. That's why the the price uh, took a, a big beating, right? If they are able to resolve the master list issue, I think that maybe uh, moving forward, uh, based on the valuation and uh, based on the yield, is pretty attractive for the first rate. Okay. Uh, provided they have to, they can solve the master list issue first. What do you think of the EC World Read? Um issues, you know, the CIO left his position to take up a new job. This was just announced on Friday. There were CAD interviews. What do you make of EC World Read? Yeah, when when actually the news first announced uh, oh. under the CAD uh, investigation, uh, basically the whole, uh, th- there's a knee-jerk effect. It dropped to close to 20% in one day. Since oh. then actually rebound, rebounded very strongly because after a while, the investors start to realize that this is an individual investigation. Right. Nothing to do a company, right? right. That's why, that's why all, all these things, if you look at another way, is sometimes we have to watch for this kind of news. Nothing mm. to do with the rate, yeah. but there is a need. Just, people just panic, sell first, I ask questions later. <laughs> this is a typical <laughs> investor behavior. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, important to note, KGI Securities has maintained its uh, outperform call on EC World Read. At least it did so at the beginning of this month. Out perform call on EC World Read. Um, so as you say, yeah, people, it's, it's knee-jerk reaction as you read it, huh? Right, right, that's right. All right. Before we let you go, um, do you want to share, what is your tagline? Didn't you say you had a tagline for me for this show? <laughs> okay, moving forward, the outlook <laughs> of the rest of the year probably will range bound, right? Because uh, everyone is waiting for the earnings at the same time. Also, if the, if the second wave don't go away, I don't think the investor dare to really allocate more into the risk sector for the time being. Because whoever mm-hmm. wants to invest to capture the valuation uh, mm-hmm. opportunity has already invested. They are not going to increase the, the position. And during this earnings season, the earnings will be very ugly. Yeah. Very ugly. Yeah. Because whatever impact on Q2 will be reflected in this, this quarterly earnings season. That's mm-hmm. why I would summarize the whole thing. 
is a ugly red water. Oh. But if you look at another way, ugly duggling, after the ugly duggling, they become a very uh, beautiful swan, swan moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll be waiting for that transformation, hey? But uh, how long does this duckling take to transform? Who knows, huh? You're, you're looking know, at a yeah. year? Are you looking at a year? <laughs> I'm looking at a year for a year. Mm. All right, that's right. All right. I love that analogy. Thank you so much, Kenny, for joining us this morning. Thank you, Michelle. Have a wonderful day. He's Kenny Lowe, REIT Specialist, Independent Financial Advisor. He's joined us to share his monthly roundup of winners and losers on the Singapore REIT Index, his outlook for the rest of 2020, and we discussed the proposed merger between ESR REIT and Sabana, and also took a look ahead at the earnings calendar. It looks like an ugly period ahead, but we look forward to that transformation. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.